Why don't you get out your Bible with me tonight, and uh, let's go over to the book of Isaiah. Like I said, if you come to be healed, uh, get ready to be healed. I mean, just don't try to fix yourself. It's too late. <laughs> You're already here, so uh, I, know how, I know a little bit of how this works. And uh, a great deal of it has to do with relaxing and trusting. Amen? And it's not hard. Anyone can do it. I know sometimes people think, well, I don't know if I have the, the faith for this. Just stop thinking about that. Seriously, just start thinking about how much God loves you. And then think, then think about the few things that I'm going to share with you uh, before we minister. And, uh, and like what happens many times, sometimes people come up for prayer and they say, well, I got, you know, most of it left me right in the seat. And, uh, and some people end up not even needing someone to pray for, for them because they get healed just hearing the Word of God and being in His presence. And that's a scriptural way to do. People came to Jesus, at multitudes came, and the Bible says they came to hear and to be healed. All right? And so let me encourage everybody, uh, be here to hear. All right? If you need a healing, come to hear. All right? Because it's the hearing that oftentimes either completes the healing or really sets up the person. It, it, it conditions your heart so it becomes very receptive unto God's healing power, all right? His healing power is um, available to all, like we frequently say, but even times in the Word, there's a time when Jesus was ministering, and the Bible said that the power of the Lord was present to heal them, and, uh, and so heal them, meaning those in the crowd that had physical problems, and yet in that situation, not everybody got healed, uh, it doesn't give us the details of everybody else, but it only tells us about one person that got healed, okay? So just because there's power available and presence, and I'm telling you, He's here, uh, what we need to do is focus on hearing, because again, the Word of God will do something supernatural inside of you. It's why God's Word is so important and it's powerful. It will alter the condition of your reception of your heart so that when prayer goes forth when hands are laid on people when the word of word is spoken uh it will be it'll be received you know it's like a like a football player with soft hands anybody know about football player you know or have you played football and uh, the the receiver with soft hands he just they don't all doesn't bounce off of him. <laughs> you know, he's able to catch a bullet. He's able to catch a, you know, a, a, a lot of passes. And, and that's what we're setting ourselves up here to do is to just catch something from the Lord. And it's called healing. You catch it right in here, and then your body goes, yeah. It will, your body will respond the moment you catch it inside. You're designed to be that way. Just like a person who is in fear and worry, your body is freaking out because of it. Many, many diseases are attributed directly to people's uh, mental condition. Stress and fear and worry and all this stuff. It's a direct cause for many diseases. That's why, it, that may be part of the reason why sometimes just hearing the word will cause a person's body to all of a sudden start responding in, in, in a healthy manner. Amen. And I tell you what, he is, our, he is the Prince of Peace. <laughs> He's the one who calms every fear. He's the one who gives us hope and expectation for a bright tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Some have received a report, and it's not good. It's bad news, and there's nothing we can do about this, and there's no, no way this can change. I'm telling you, we've got another report. 
And if you, if you and I will choose to believe that report, the moment we do, things start changing. They really do. Amen. If you can imagine your blood under the microscope, you know, and you see things, you see things moving around in there. What are they, what are they, what's happening? It's getting healed. <laughs> That's what's happening. Things are coming into, into the right uh, situation. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, some people will have like an infection, infectious type of diseases. And uh, in my limited medical knowledge, um, I understand that when that thing begins, when a, an infection or a sore begins to heal, the, they will say that white blood cells are working in that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But how many know from the outside, you can't, uh, you can't tell that. Right. It looks just as pussy and <laughs> scabbed over or whatever. You know, it looks kind of nasty, as it ever did. And it might have the pain, but you can't see it with your physical eye without, you know, them taking a sample to see that healing has begun in that thing. And likewise, uh, healing <laughs> has begun. When the Word of God starts impacting your heart. Amen. And so I get visuals sometime, and I see those cells moving around. Amen. People got issues, and things are changing right now, already. Why? Well, we've chosen to be in God's presence, and that's a good choice. Amen. We could have chosen to sit at home and worry our brains out and, uh, and fear and cry and think, what am I going to do? But instead, we, we decided to look to the Lord, yeah. to the one where our help comes from, and He is a faithful God. Praise the Lord. Now, where did I tell you to go? Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 is a great chapter about Jesus, but it was written way before Jesus showed up on planet Earth. It's a prophetic chapter about redemption and about what Jesus would do. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, we might as well just start at verse 1. It says, Who has believed our report, and, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Uh, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Uh, so that's talking about the outward condition, the physical body of Jesus, how, you know, basically when Jesus walked down uh, Main Street there in Jerusalem, uh, people didn't look at him and go, oh, hey, there's the Son of God. Look at that guy. He looks amazing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't just some beautiful person. Uh, in fact, this is one of the reasons why it's almost surprising probably to us to think this way, but we have an advantage by not seeing Jesus in the flesh. Remember Jesus said that to his disciples? He said, he said, it's going to be more beneficial for you if I leave. It's to your advantage that I go, because I, when I go, the Holy Spirit's going to come. Now, we have the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit uh, in the earth today and in our lives as believers, uh, and we don't see him. And, and we don't see Jesus. And, and some of us think, and probably a lot of us, we just love to see Jesus. And, and, uh, and no doubt, but listen, they had to deal with the fact that this guy is the Son of God. He is the promised Messiah. He is the all in all. He has come to redeem my life, but look at him. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, we have trouble sometimes today receiving from people because we look too much at the outward side of them. We look at how they look, their hair, their personality, their clothes, their whatever. We're, we're judging people from the outside, and sometimes that can hinder what God can do through them. Jesus had that issue. And so from that regard, it's almost good that we don't see him because he was totally a man and not that good looking of a man, you know? And in their day, of course, you know, culture was a little bit different. The roads weren't all paved, (laughs) right? They didn't all have their own car (laughs) or their own donkey. (laughs) They did a lot of walking in the dirt and hot sun. And not only did he not look real special, probably didn't smell real special all the time. You know what I'm talking about? Because he had a road ministry, (laughs) traveling ministry. And when you travel, you know, we got it pretty nice today. I mean, traveling can wear us out. If you ever travel on the airplane all day and, whew, that guy can be tiring. What about walking (laughs) in the dirt? (laughs) You know, and you couldn't just pull over to, uh, you know, 7-Eleven or something. (laughs) Get yourself a big gulp and... (laughs) You know, cool off and all this stuff. And where's the next rest area? Rest what? (laughs) There's a rock. Rest. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so this was the situation. Uh, And so we have an advantage now to see Jesus. But now we can see him in the fullness of who he is and and receive of him according to what the word tells us. Uh, Let's see. Verse, uh, Verse 4, right? Three, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. We esteem him. We did not honor him, did not regard him. It says, verse 4, now, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we, uh, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Okay? Now, analyze some of these words here just for a moment uh the bible says that uh, he was afflicted by god okay why was he afflicted by god simply so that you would not have to be afflicted or stricken or uh whatever the word is used in this translation uh smitten by god the whole reason was it wasn't that god wanted to smite his son no is Jesus came as a substitute, so if he would be smitten, I wouldn't have to be smitten. All right? Now, how was he acquainted? Notice the language. Uh, He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, sometimes that can be a little bit odd to think, he bore my griefs and carried my sorrows, but I got cancer. You know what I'm saying? Some of the, he bore my grief and carried my sorrows, but the report I had, you know, doesn't have anything to do with me just being emotionally sad. Hmm. Actually, these words, um, the, the Hebrew words in these cases uh, that were translated uh, griefs and sorrows were many other times in the same Bible, same Old Testament Scripture, translated, griefs was translated sicknesses. And uh, the word sorrows, uh, that same word was translated pains. It's really, depending on your translation, the, the griefs and sorrows are not really the best way to translate those words. And it, what it has done, it has caused many people to miss 
what Jesus did at the cross. And I'll show you this more than you just trusting uh, my understanding of Hebrew, okay? Uh, But uh, get the picture here. The Bible is telling us that Jesus bore our sicknesses, carried our pains. If you have sickness or pain, Jesus had sickness, and not in his life now, but Jesus had pain, and the reason he had sickness and pain is so that we would not have sickness and pain. I mean, just think of it for a moment. If I have sickness and pain, yet Jesus took sickness and pain for me, it is a waste that I have it. It makes absolutely zero sense for me to be sick and in pain if Jesus, my substitute, was sick and in pain. Someone said, well, what if God gives someone sickness and pain? Then he shouldn't have given it to Jesus. He's the one that was smitten by God with sickness and pain. Basically what he did is God went into the realm of humanity of all time, past, present, and future, took sickness and pain and took it off humanity and put it on Jesus so he could deal with it. And then when he died and came busting out of the tomb, it was dealt with. Now, he doesn't have to have it, and we don't have to have it. It's amazing how God took the sickness and pain of all of humanity and stuck it in one guy, the spotless lamb, Jesus. And when he defeated it, it's done now. This is, it's totally finished. It doesn't matter if they don't have a cure. Jesus already took it. And this is the working of God, how this transpired. Now, sickness is a disease. It is a consequence. uh, Sickness and disease is a consequence of sin. There would be no sickness and disease in the earth if there were never sin in the earth. Okay? You never find in the beginning God created tuberculosis. In the beginning, God created heart disease. No, He created, 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 and we saw it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good. It's very good. All right? But never in the middle of that do you see that God created something. No, sin got into the earth, and disease and sickness and injuries and accidents are all a result of sin being here. Now, you won't find too many people, as far as believers now, that will say that Jesus didn't deal with sin, that Jesus didn't take care of sin on the cross. But people get confused when it comes to the issue of sickness and disease, in other words, the provision for healing. And this is where we must understand that that is only here because of sin. And what Jesus came to do was not only remove sin, but to free us from the curses that have been the result of sin. Amen. When I know, and since I know, that Jesus came to do that, I never, for a moment, want to permit it. I never want to take a passive position and say, well, you know, some things we just got to learn to live with. People are taught in hopeless situations to live with their condition. All right? When it comes to the Word of God, we must do the opposite. 
All right? We must not accept. I do not accept limitations physically. I'm not talking about, you know, people slow down with age. That's, we're all going to age. But I'm talking about through sickness and disease and parts breaking down, things not working, eyesight gone, hearing gone, taste buds gone. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Can hardly lift anything because of a back or, you know what I'm saying? No, I do not permit it. Let me encourage you tonight to be aggressive. When you understand that Jesus paid a huge price, I even considered, uh, but I thought, you know, some people might run out. (laughs) I considered showing a clip from the Passion of the Christ here tonight. And some of many of you have seen that, and it's very graphic, of showing Jesus at the whipping post. Because that's the next verse that we want to read. And it's all in context with him. He took our sickness and pains. Uh, verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Everybody say, by his stripes. By his say it again, by his stripes. By his that's, the, that's the physical and spiritual basis for our healing today is those stripes or bruises, those wounds that Jesus took. And so when he allowed himself to be taken by those in authority that wanted to crucify him, and they mocked him, and he went through all the stuff, and they tied him up to that whipping post. And those guards started taking those, those whips that we're told were, you know, laced with uh, pieces of metal and rocks and, and you know, bones, different things. And, uh, and, and he would have his back torn open and it would come around the front and rip his flesh off of him. And, uh, and, and we understand that it was 39 stripes that he took that each time that whip was going there. I mean, talk about severe amount of pain. But here's the thing. It's not just the physical whipping. We see that Isaiah was seeing into the future and he was seeing what was happening in the spirit. Because those guards and those who were there, they didn't see cancer, whack, skin problems, right? They didn't see blood issues. But I tell you what, we should see that. When we look back and we see that by his stripes we were healed, that when he was taking that beating, it was for you and it was for me. He was taking that whipping and, and there it goes. And what have you dealt with? It was in one of those stripes. It was in one of those beatings. Your eyes were in there and your ears and your, <laughs> amen, and your, 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 your breathing, your respiratory system and your internal organs and your feet and your legs and your, your everything was in there. Within one of those stripes, your healing was there. Because it came off of you, and it went into him. And not only was he torn apart physically, the spiritual root and cause of every sickness and disease was placed on him. And he went to the cross, he took it with him. Amen. And he wasn't doing it for himself. But how many know, he had somebody else on his mind. It was humanity, his very own creation. It was you and I that he loved so much. And I don't want even for a moment that to, 
to think that he went through, paid the ultimate price, and here I go paying for it again. Hmm. Here he ordered, you know, used his credit card, swiped, bought it online, and they delivered and asked for money, and I paid for it and paid for it again. You know what I'm saying? And when we allow and accept and sit back and say, well, don't know what I can do, we're paying for something that's already been paid for. Amen. And I'm so glad. Man, this bill has been paid. (laughs) This account is paid in full. I do not have to live under and suffer the repercussions of sin in the earth, whether it's my sin or your sin or Adam's sin. Because Jesus bore and took it all away so I could rise up and say, by His stripes, I am healed. I'm not going to be. I'm not hoping to be. I am according to the Word of God. Now now turn over to Matthew chapter 8. I want this to, of course, stir your heart for tonight to receive, for those that need to receive tonight. Also, I want to encourage you to be well-grounded in understanding the Word, understanding the Bible, uh, that these things are not just one, uh, one pastor's idea and one one interpretation of Scripture. I mean, listen, we need to see these things from the Word ourselves. They're very plainly written, okay? Just because someone you know, just because some preacher you know didn't teach this doesn't mean they were a bad person, but I'm telling you, I don't see everything yet, and neither did they. But I see this. I see this very clearly. This is the will of God. It's the Word of God. Not only do I see it in the Scripture, uh, there's not a week go by that I don't hear of someone being healed. And I don't have to wait for a healing meeting to hear. People are getting healed. And that's just around here. I'm not talking about, because i got friends all around the world doing ministry. That's in addition. I'm just talking here, through this, through this place. One small part of the world. People are getting healed supernaturally every single week. Amen. Soon it's going to be, and maybe it already is, then I don't know about, but soon we'll, it'll be every day. Every single day. And that's just for what God's going to do through us. Yay. Praise God for everyone else. Matthew 8, verse 16. Now we're into Jesus' ministry. Remember Isaiah saw it off in the future. And now here's the guy that's going to fulfill that. And he's here. Matthew 8, verse 16. Uh, Let's see. It says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed how many? All who were sick, and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now, first of all, I want you to uh, see this point. Did you notice how Jesus interpreted Isaiah? Sometimes people will say, Well, I don't know if sorrows and griefs really mean sicknesses and pains. Jesus called it. Uh, infirmities and sicknesses okay so whether you know Hebrew or homebrew or any other kind of brew uh, we know that Jesus understood the the Isaiah the prophet and he knew that he was talking about physical stuff plus the other side is Jesus just got done healing all who were sick and then he quoted this verse right or then the writer of Matthew quoted this verse about what Jesus did. 
All right. And so we know that Isaiah is directly referencing healing, but it's interesting here even this wasn't even Jesus at the cross yet. I mean, people are getting healed here beforehand. Say, well, how does that work? <laughs> well, it it works on credit. It really does. This was not the it says that it might be fulfilled. This was Jesus being, doing part of that. But he wasn't being bruised yet. Right? He wasn't being striped yet. And yet it's already happening through him. God is healing on, on the basis. And I say God is healing through Jesus. On the basis of what Jesus would do. Now he is healing on the basis of what Jesus did do. If you're unsure, I can show you other scriptures uh, in the New Testament. Matthew 12 is one example where other prophecies concerning Jesus, it said that it was, this was the fulfillment of the prophecy, yet you read the prophecy and you see, well, that was just the very beginning of it. And some of that, like some of it was, is preaching and uh, the Gentiles putting their trust in him. Well, that wasn't even kind of happening yet. You know what I'm saying? And likewise it is with this. Someone said, well, that's the complete fulfillment of it. It's not. It's showing what Jesus is, is doing and what he's about to take when he goes to the cross. Amen. And right on the other hand, uh, uh, you know, Matthew would have quoted the prophecy. He would have said him, himself took their infirmities and bore their sicknesses. <laughs> he wouldn't have said ours. All right. He would have said theirs because it's done now. No, but he said ours. He knew this was a, a present tense and forever moving forward future fact of what Jesus came to do to take it so we wouldn't have to take it. Amen. Okay. And so we can see again that he was referring to physical healing. I know sometimes people uh, have been taught that when you talk about healing in our day that's, that it's spiritual healing. Honestly, I can't find spiritual healing in the Bible. Uh, a spirit is either dead or scripturally. A person is either separated from God or they are born again and in direct communion with God. Okay? My spirit, I've been born again. Personally, I don't know about you. My spirit has been born again. It's never gotten sick. If you've been born again, you've never had a sick spirit. There's no diseases get in your spirit. All right? It's alive and sealed and protected. Right? Vacuum packed. Right? And, in a, uh, and it's good. It's good to go. Okay? So healing really is not spiritual healing. Healing can be for things in the mental realm. Your brain can have problems. Your emotions can be squirrely. And I believe that Jesus took it all. Took all, he took a stripe for that. Come on now. He took one for that. What is it you can think of? I can't think of everything. What can you think of? There was a stripe for that. Remember it. Remember it. There was. There was a stripe for that so that you can walk free from it. Amen. And so our healing, again, by the, with the context of the Word of God, is physical healing. And so because Jesus took this punishment, Healing now is legally ours. It belongs to us, and it is a legal right of every believer. 
You say, legal? You mean there's like laws? Uh, there really are. Uh, how many understand that's the reason why there was so much put into Jesus coming and dying on the cross? What's with all the prophecies? What's with it taking so long? What's with him having to do everything uh, that he did? It was because of he had to legally retrieve what man had given over to Satan. And his death was a legal substitute for you and me. When he was striped, he, uh, we legally now have a right and access to healing. I mean, honestly, it's not something that, well, what if God doesn't want to? What if it's just not his will? It doesn't matter. I mean, it is his will because he's love. But it really doesn't matter because there's the law. And it's not like our country. <laughs> this one stands. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it, it's the law. Jesus paid the price. And now, I, if I know about this, then I can stand up for my rights. And my rights will always hold in the high court of heaven. When I speak the word of God and I say the name of Jesus throughout the spiritual realm, it is known what really took place here. That the devil is defeated. All of curse and sickness and disease and every curse has been demolished and defeated. When I know it and I say, I'm standing up for what's mine. I'm taking what Jesus bought bought and paid for for me. I will not allow uh, the enemy to hit me with what Jesus took in my place. Okay? And this is, this is the, the attitude, the boldness, the confidence, the stand that we as believers take. And, uh, and if you get a little bit, you know, anger, anger is not sin. Can be in some situations, but and as a basic thing, anger is not sin. I'm upset when I see people in, in, in pain. I can be upset if I see someone suffering sickness and disease. Amen. It's not right. It is not right. It is a, you know, if I get hit, I'm not happy about it. Not just because it hurts. <laughs> it's like, uh-uh. This is not right. This is not what I'm, I'm not going to have this. Because I see the stripes again. And I see Jesus taking this from me. And if he took it, what am I doing with it? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That'd be double jeopardy. <laughs> I'm not paying for this. He already paid for it. Bless God, I'm not going to live that way. I'm not dying, not dying early. Not going out early. Not with a disease, I'm not. If it's persecution, if I die for Jesus, for the gospel's sake, you know, and I choose to refuse deliverance, then fine. I'm not, not, not bowing out to any disease. No. Not going to live my life in pain. Say, that sounds kind of arrogant. I'm telling you, God is glorified with Amen. believers when His children take a bold stand and say, I am going to get this. I'm going to get what Jesus paid for. Well, I'm going to get what He bought uh, at the cross for me. I'm not going to let not, not even one of those stripes not one of those flesh-ripping gouges be in vain. I'm going to rise up and take what he and take what he's given me. Praise God.
Amen. The Lord is glorified. <laughs> and so often, I know a lot of times people wonder, well, why, did so, why is so-and-so sick? Why is this happening to me? Listen, I think one of the biggest issues is people don't really know some of what I'm sharing with you now. Some of you are well-versed in this, but many times people don't know. It's not real to them that it is literally a disease or a sickness is something that they can resist. Not just with, mil- with, with willpower. Not just talking about someone with great determination. I'm talking about someone who recognizes the spiritual root and cause of this has been dealt with. It has been destroyed. It has lost its power and its, its ability to rule in my life. When I recognize that, I'm not trying anymore. It's like, what is this? No, I'm taking the Word of God and I'm going to do exactly what it says and I'm, going to, I'm just going to take that for myself. If the Bible says that He was striped for me, that's good enough. He was striped, I'm healed. He took a stripe, I take a healing. He took a stripe, I took a healing. He took a stripe, I took a healing. Amen. Nothing that wasn't covered. Common cold. Headache. Something that's not going to kill you, you know what I'm saying? Or something major. He took stripes, I take healing. Say it out loud. He took stripes, I take healing. Say it again. He took stripes. I take healing. Say it again. He took stripes. I take healing. Amen. It's a great transfer. This is what the Bible's all about. This is what Jesus came to do. It's a great transfer. He took sin. He took sickness. He took the curse. He took depression. He took mental anguish. He took sadness. He did take sorrow. <laughs> he did take everything. He, he, he took our place. Those things are the result of sin. But I don't have a problem with sin anymore. Because Jesus took my sin. Amen. I believe that. And so now now all of a sudden it's easy. Praise God. All of a sudden it's easy. By His stripes, we are healed. I'm not trying to get it. I'm not wishing it were true. I'm not thinking, oh, if it could only be. No, it is. I'm telling you that it is. It is right now. It is right now. By His stripes, we are healed. (laughs) That just makes me happy. By His stripes, (laughs) we are healed. Say, I believe that, but... No, 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 but. Get your butt out of this equation. (laughs) By His stripes, we are healed if we are healed that means I am healed well I believe I'm healed well just you don't even need to say that just say I am I am right now amen see right when we say that what God has wanted to do what he desires to do it's like he just opened the door when we say I don't know what I'm going to do and we fear the worst and live in this, ah, I don't know how to get rid of The door's closed. But the moment we take our mind off of every evil report, we take our mind, even though I know that's difficult if there's immediate pain, because you're mindful of that. 
But we, we look to him and we see those stripes. And we see his ability now has, has come to us. We open the door and there it comes. Now it's, now it's working in us. Amen. Now it's working in us. And bones start to shift. And those little blood cells start moving around. And they start moving around everything. <laughs> Amen. And those valves in the heart. All that plaque they say it gets in there. Whatever they call that. That, that gunk that you know they have to clear out. Can you see it breaking off? Yeah. It's like poor little Drano in there. and <laughs> Cleaning out the pipes. <laughs> Amen. And things are changing. Things are working. Amen. And it's not even hard. All I did was open the door by agreeing with God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. How many understand the fact that one person has ever been healed is proof that all can be healed? You say, but well, why do you say that? Well, it's because the fact that they were shows that Jesus' stripes did it. You say, well, I don't know about that. Well, if Jesus' stripes didn't do it, how did he get healed? You say, well, God just did it. Well, if God could just do it without the stripes, why did Jesus take the stripes? Obviously, God couldn't do it without the stripes. It was the legal, necessary payment so that sickness and disease could be removed. If you've ever known anyone who's gotten healed, that's proof it was in Jesus. That's proof that God had a plan. And I find no scriptures that say Jesus died for a select few. My Bible says that God so loved the world, and I'm in the world. <laughs> Not of it, but in it. <laughs> I'm in the world, so he died for me, and he died for you. And every stripe and every beating and every whooping that he took, I tell you what, he did it on our behalf. Amen.